0: Something wet tickled my hand. I thought I was dreaming at first, but then the sticky wet tickle slowly crept up my arm. My first instinct was to slap it away, but a trembling voice of caution told me not to move. I slowly opened my eyes. The room was dark, except for the flicker of a candle I had left burning by my bed and the moonlight that softly fell through the window. Cautious not to flinch, I used opened eyes to search my body for the invader that had disturbed my slumber. I could see my torso covered by my favorite cotton sheet. Something was moving beneath it, but it wasn't me. Terror instantly gripped my heart, and it seemed to turn to stone in my chest. I held my breath holding back the scream that I knew would soon escape me. Finally, summoning an ounce of courage, I tossed back the sheet ready to do battle, expecting to find a rat that thought I was a snack. It was no rat. What my eyes saw, my mind could not comprehend. It was the head of a woman, not a monster with wild hair and fangs dripping with saliva she had no neck or chest no arms or legs only entrails soaked in shiny blood her eyes locked with mine and she gave a feral angry hiss as she stretched her jaws the bones crackling beneath her pale skin as her mouth grew my mind was racing but my body wouldn't move. Horrified, I watched helplessly as she sunk her teeth into my shoulder with a force that tore through my entire body. Finally, my limbs came alive as I contorted in pain and terror. I found my voice escaping me in a desperate scream, but I did not recognize it. Slowly, like a veil, the scene faded before me, the candle flickered out, and with sadness and relief, I escaped into eternal darkness. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover the horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern. This week we are discussing the Krasu, a ravenous disembodied spirit of Thai folklore. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com and be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes too. The more we get, the more we grow and hopefully the more monsters we can explore. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to CarmenCarrion.com at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. Warning. Graphic details of blood and gore make this monster one not recommended for the listener with a weak stomach. This story also contains depictions of animal harm. It was early in the morning, the sun was barely hinting at rising, and already perspiration began to form tiny beads on Malie's skin. It was going to be another hot day on the farm in Kamphine Phet, Thailand. Malie had been raised on a similar farm only a few miles from the one she now shared with her husband Prim, so she was accustomed to the hot days. Malie and Prim were childhood friends, and it was expected by both families that they would one day marry. Lucky for them, they also loved each other. Malie started her day the same way every day. Her alarm was set to the sound of a rooster's crow at 5 a.m. sharp, and she would hit snooze once, but usually the crow of the actual roosters would get her out of bed and on her feet. Throwing on her worn-out farm clothes, she would head out with vigor and anticipation of what lay ahead. She didn't even get mad when the dogs jumped on her and nearly sent her crashing down the steps onto the front porch. Prim wouldn't be far behind, but he took care of their herd of goats while she tended to the poultry. She wouldn't see him again until it was time for breakfast a couple of hours later. Her first order of business was to mix the duck food, one full bucket of duck pellet, plus some powdered feed and shredded banana bits. It took three buckets, so instead of making three trips, she hauled them with a wagon. It was a little over 100 yards to the fenced pond where they kept a total of 24 ducks and three white geese, one male and two females. The sun was just starting to light up the sky with its first morning rays by the time she reached the enclosure. Usually, she would wear a headlamp to dodge snakes and scorpions, but the morning had started out so bright she didn't need one. The birds usually came running, quacking, and honking before she could even make it to the pen, excited to get their breakfast. But today, she was only greeted by what looked like half of the flock. She counted 13 ducks and only one goose, the male. He was usually a bully, Pushing through the crowd, trying to get to the food first, but today he seemed nervous. Malie reached into the last bucket of feed, which was still in the wagon, and scooped out a handful. Heading towards the gander, she talked softly to him, trying to calm him. Come now, eat! Don't be such a silly goose. Why are you alone? Where are the girls? He cocked his head sideways as if trying to understand her. Malie noticed red spatters across his wings and neck. She was almost close enough to touch him when he launched himself into the air with flapping wings and flew out onto the pond where he began to honk. It was a strangely forlorn sound, unlike the usual proud sounds that he made. With growing alarm, Malie knew something was wrong. She headed towards the path that circled the pond and would lead to the place where the females nest, hoping that they were just watching out for their eggs. The females had hidden their nest amongst a thick growth of vegetation near an old tree stump, close to the edge of the pond. Malie had tracked them down when she realized they had begun laying so she had no problem finding them. The first thing she noticed was that the leaves that surrounded the first nest were covered in what had to be blood. Malie's breath caught in her throat when she pulled back the vines and began gagging as the smell of mutilated intestines filled her nostrils. The mama goose was still laying across her eggs. Not one seemed to be even cracked, but she couldn't say as much for the mother. Malie covered her mouth and nose with her hand as she studied the horrific scene. The goose was ripped, not cut, but torn from her neck to her tail. Her insides, heart, stomach, and most of her intestines were missing. What was left of her insides looked chewed up and were dripping in blood and feces. Malie frantically began to make her way to the second nest and with relief found the mother goose still sitting peacefully on her eggs. Usually she would gather the eggs from the nest before heading back but she was worried and anxious to fetch Prim so they could get to the bottom of this attack before any of their other animals could be harmed. She found him standing in the field with the goats. He should have been finished feeding them by now but he was still there. He was standing there staring at the ground with one of the older goats tugging at his pants leg. Prim, she was saying, about to tell him what she had found, but then she looked at the ground in the direction that he was staring and there lay one of their oldest goats in the same mutilated state as the goose. Malie's face turned white as the blood drained from it. Prim was staring down at the white goat, Whose fur was now stained in varying shades of red and pink, and uttered one word Cross Sue.
1: This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters? Murder? Mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone.
2: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: The Cross Sioux is under a curse that makes it habitually hungry. It is nocturnal in nature and therefore always active at night, which is when it goes out to hunt, to satisfy its gluttony, seeking blood to drink, or raw flesh to devour. Krasu is a female spirit who manifests as a young, beautiful woman. The only problem is that this beautiful woman has her internal organs hanging down from her neck. To move from place to place, she hovers above the ground with her organs dangling below. The organs typically include a heart, stomach, and intestinal tract but she can be represented with more internal organs as well, such as her lungs. The intestines are usually spotted with fresh blood and glowing. Her teeth are often represented as vampire-like. It lives like a normal person during the day, but is said to always look sleepy. It has been known to attack cattle or chicken under the veil of night, drinking their blood and gobbling up their internal organs. It may also prey on animal carcasses, and when fresh blood is not available, it may eat feces. Clothing left outside overnight may be found soiled with blood and excrement in the morning, allegedly after she's wiped her mouth on them. The Vikrasu also preys on pregnant women in their homes just before or after childbirth, being drawn by its lust for blood. It hovers around the house during the birthing process, uttering sharp cries to instill fear. It uses an elongated proboscis-like tongue to reach the fetus or its placenta within the womb. In some cases, the crossu may use its tongue to catch the child before it is born, and for this reason is believed to be the cause of many diseases affecting women, mainly in rural areas during pregnancy. In order to protect pregnant women from becoming victims before their delivery, their family place thorny branches around the house. This thorny fence will discourage the crossu from coming to suck the blood and cause further suffering to the mother-to-be within the house. After the baby is born, the family must take the placenta far away and bury it to hide it from the crossu. It is believed that if the placenta is buried deep enough, the hungry spirit cannot find it. Pregnant women are not the only ones in danger of the Kraussu's hunger. In one legend, people who are wounded should beware of the Kraussu because it can smell the blood and will come to eat the blood of the injured at night when they fall asleep. However, if a spiky fence is erected or spiky bamboo is grown around the house, it will protect them from the creature cross soo is terrified of getting its intestines hung on the spikes. In order to move from place to place, she hovers above the ground with her organs below. The crossou hides the headless body from which it originates in a safe, quiet place because it needs to join it again before daybreak. If you were to crush the still headless body of the Cross it would be fatal to the spirit. The flying head will die in terrible pain at sunrise without its body, or it will be forced when it returns to rejoin with a body that is not its own. Attached to the wrong body will lead it to suffer an agonizing torment until death, not to mention the poor soul it steals the replacement body from. The cross Krasu will also die if the intestines get cut off, and some believe the creature can be destroyed if you burn it. There are varying stories of where the legend of the crossu originated. Belief in the existence of the cross is shared across Southeast Asia and its origin is difficult to verify. However, it likely originates from folklore. In Thailand, the crossu is believed to be a cursed individual, usually female, who engaged in various sins and fraudulent conducts during her previous life. After she dies, Her sins cause her to be reborn as a cross Sioux and must live off wasted, uncooked, or rotten food. In Thai folklore, one story tells about a Khmer princess many years ago who fell in love with a man from a lower status, even though she had an arranged marriage planned with a Siamese nobleman. When her fiancé found out about her love for the commoner, he sent her to be executed by burning at the stake. The night before her execution, the Khmer princess sought out a powerful witch who placed a spell over her to protect her from the flames. Unfortunately, the spell took effect too late, and only her head, neck, and her internal organs remained intact while the fire charred the rest of her body. Another tale is of a woman who was experimenting with black magic and made a mistake. She cursed herself to separate from her body every night until the morning came. This tale eventually evolved into an urban legend about how women who practiced witchcraft were at a high risk of having their daughters and granddaughters become Krasu. Past sins are also related to the transmission of the crossu curse. Women who aborted or killed someone in a previous life will become a Krasu as punishment. Other folk stories talk about a person being cursed to become a crossou after having consumed food and drink contaminated with a crossou saliva or flesh. Popular imagination also claims that the transformation into a crossou is largely restricted to the relatives of women practicing witchcraft. Often, women acting strangely in a community are suspected of becoming nightly a crossou by other members of the village. Let's revisit the strengths and weaknesses of the Kraussu, just in case you were to ever encounter one. The Kraussu is a malevolent spirit, driven by hunger and thirst. It is capable of flight by separating its head from its body. It can disguise itself as a normal human by day, and detaches from its body at night to hunt. The Kraussu has a strong sense of smell and can detect the meal from miles away. The Krasu may be able to cast spells, and can create more of its kind if a human consumes its blood or saliva, such as eating livestock that may have been injured by it. Like many creatures of the night, the crossou cannot tolerate sunlight. If it's caught in the sunlight, it will burn, causing severe injury or even death. Kroosus are afraid of spiky objects as they fear getting their entrails hung on them. This is the reason people build spiky fences and plant spiky bushes around their barns and homes in Thailand. They are afraid of fire because they are vulnerable to flame, and it is one of the few ways it can be killed. One of the hardest, but most efficient ways to kill a Kroosu is to locate their hidden body and destroy it. That way, the Cross Sioux will have no way to return and will burn up when the sun rises. Despite officials trying to play down these perceived superstitions, sightings of Cross Sioux are quite frequent. With modern technology, people are uploading videos and photos of Cross Sioux sightings all over the internet. On January 9, 2021, at around 10 p.m., a cross sighting was reported in Samat Prakan, a central Thai province on the Gulf of Thailand. The smart local, an independent media publisher, and one of the most influential online media publishers in Singapore, reported that Samat Prakan faced a new shade of terror when locals reportedly witnessed a woman's head with glowing entrails flying through their neighborhood. Many of them confirmed it was a Krasu, it was reported that Piripongh Nimtrion was the first to witness the frightful creature. According to reporter Ty Rath, Mr. Nimtrion woke up at 10 p.m. on January 9th to find a floating woman's head with glowing entrails flying in his house through an open window. He quickly woke his mother up and grabbed a flashlight, only to find that the Cross Sioux had already flown away. He further reported that he saw it fly under his neighbor's house. He said that after arming themselves with knives, he and his uncle waited all night for the crossu to come out. However, it was nowhere to be found. An interview with Baranya Uma, the owner of the house the Krasu reportedly flew under, revealed that she had witnessed the monster too. She recounts that after hearing about Nemturan's sighting of the Krasu, She quickly searched her basement with a flashlight, where she saw glowing entrails, after hearing banging noises from under the house. After the reported encounter sparked the community's attention, numerous people gathered around the neighbor's house the next evening in hopes to also witness the crossou. Members of the community also placed raw intestines and live chickens near the cellar to draw the crossou out, but ultimately failed as, again, the cross Sioux was nowhere to be seen. In early 2017, in the Kalisin province, a stampede occurred and villagers rode on motorcycles to go to the area where an individual shot a video showing red lights floating at 100 meters above the ground. The video shows that the light has already floated away. A man reported that at the time he lived in Talat District. He would frequent the woods at night and while at the woods, he looked at the sky and saw a Kraussu. According to him, he could not see the Kraussu's face because it was covered by long hair, but he can make out the long fangs and the bright lights. It was reportedly able to escape when he drew his gun to shoot it. There is a possible scientific explanation for what people are seeing that they believe to be crossou. It would be the blazing flames from methane gas particles emitted from rotten organic matters found in farms and fields, where crossu sightings are commonly reported. The theory that the crossu is burning methane gas particles is impossible because not enough methane is emitted from rotten organic matter to be able to cause an ignition, and that even if the methane gas particles did ignite, the burning would be confined to the surface of the organic flammable matter and will not lead to floating flames that allegedly give the illusion of the cross zoo. An anatomical interpretation is that when the head is pulled off from the human body other organs such as the intestines, heart and lungs will not come together with the head. Nothing against science, but the impossible is a huge part of the supernatural. Countries where the crossu tale is popular have adapted it to film, television, comics, and games. Most often, the crossu appears as the horrifying hungry creature that the legend depicts, but occasionally representations are humorous, which is very common in Thailand. Since the ghost is a most popular subject in some places in Southeast Asia, especially in Thailand, there are even costumes, dolls, key holders, and lamps. Sue has appeared in not one, but two movies released in 2019. Song Kraussu hit theaters first in March, followed by Sisters in April. Song Kraussu is set in a small village during World War II and centers on attractive teenager Sai, who grows up with two boys, Jerd and Noi, who both fall in love with her. But Sai discovers that she has inherited the curse of Kraussu and soon she is transforming into the nocturnal spirit and hunting for fresh flesh and blood. Villagers are terrified by the deaths of their livestock and the crossou hunt begins. Led by veteran ghost hunter, Tad, Jurd joins the hunt, but Noi, who has only recently returned to the village, decides to stand by Sai, despite knowing the horrifying truth. The Kraussu is a formidable, terrifying monster. And let's hope that she doesn't find her way to the Western world because we already have enough ways to lose our heads. The goat and the duck were not the only animals that had been killed that day on the farm. Prem and Malie had found a dozen of their free-range chickens slaughtered. Each animal had their internal organs eaten. We must build fences around the enclosures, but it will take days. We could lose everything by then, Prim told Malie even though she knew what they were up against. She had heard this story since she was very small. There was no way they could build so many fences in one day, so they called on friends and family for help. By the time everyone showed up, they had two teams of more than 14 people total working on fences. The fences were no ordinary fences. They were built to keep out an ancient creature that had plagued the villages in the area for generations. Spikes were inserted in the ground, pointing in every direction, and lined with barbed wire. The fences were coming up fast, but around midday, Malie fell ill and had to go home. She had almost fainted right next to the pig pen, and the smell of the mud made her want to vomit. She didn't understand. She was used to the smell and had never made her sick before. Kwong, one of the older ladies from the village, who had once been a friend of Prem's mother, walked her back to the house and ordered her to lay down. She moistened a cold rag and urged Malie to apply it to her head while she was resting. Malie felt terrible. She should be helping, but for some reason she was so tired now. And that was her last thought as she drifted off to sleep. She awoke some time later to the sound of voices. She sat up and was getting ready to put her shoes on when she overheard the conversation. It was Kwong and Prim. She could hear them clearly, even though they were outside. Prim, you need to listen to me. You need a fence around the house, too, or it will come for your wife and child. Malie thought she had misunderstood, but then it all came together like pieces to a puzzle. That is why she had gotten sick, and why she was so tired. Come to think of it, she had been tired a lot lately. Malie's heart stopped, and she blushed with excitement. She was going to have a baby. The excitement was soon replaced with fear, and the fierce protectiveness of a mother, Malie ran outside where the others were talking. Prim, she is right. We need a fence. You are going to be a father, and there is a cross Sioux out there hunting our child. Prim looked at Malie with exhausted eyes but full of love. He was covered from head to toe with filth, but he beamed when his face lit up with a smile. I am going to be a father, he repeated. We will build the fence, and I will stay up all night to make sure you and our child are safe, every night if I have to. Prim was nothing if not honorable. He worked through the night building a spiky wall around their cottage, with the help of two men who volunteered to stay behind when the others left. Malise stayed in the house. She was tired, but she would not let that ruin this wonderful news that she now held in her heart. The next morning came early, and like all Thai women, Malie was ready to work, pregnant or not. She was eager to check on the animals to see how they had fared through the night. To their relief, all the cattle, goats, ducks, and chickens were accounted for, even the two remaining geese. They finished up early so that Prim could lay down and get some rest while the sun was still up, but his nap was short-lived. Kwong arrived to check on Mali and she had news from the village. Another farm had been struck with tragedy. Four cows had been killed and gutted. The whole village was beginning to feel terrorized. There was talk of going on a hunt for the cross but it was just talk so far. Everyone was too afraid. The next night was the same. Malise slept and Prem stood guard outside of the house. The following morning the animals were all safe and accounted for just as they had been the day before. Hoping that the evil spirit had finally moved on, they ate lunch before walking together to the village to make sure nothing had happened at the other farms. Their wish had not been granted. Not just one but two farms had lost livestock and one of the farmers had lost his dog. The same fate came to each animal. The cross sioux was getting hungrier. It was agreed that it was time to hunt and destroy the Crossou before it was too late. Eventually, this monster would take a human victim, for she lusted most for the flesh of an unborn child. The Krasu hunted at night. That left the villagers with no choice but to hunt at night too, leaving their homes and families unguarded until they returned. Kwong came that evening to spend the night with Malie while Prim was out on the hunt. She was good company. She liked to talk and had endless stories from her youth. Malie was trying to listen, but her eyes were getting heavy. She tried to fight it, but it was impossible. Sleep slowly drug her down into its comforting depths. She heard a thump and a groan. It must be Prim back from the hunt. She was curious about the outcome of his evening, but she could not shake off sleep. She felt a very soft tickle on her cheek. His hands were cold. She moaned and slapped it away. She tried to roll over, but she felt tied down. Her hands would not move. Panic and a strange urgency had grabbed a hold of her just as something cold and wet slid around her neck. When the air itself was stolen from her, she tried to gasp, but couldn't. And that's when finally she opened her eyes. It was so bright. How could the room be so bright? A sharp pain seared her abdomen just below her rib cage and started to inch its way down to her belly. It was trying to take her baby. She was helpless. She could not move, and she could not scream. Tears rolled slowly down the side of her face and dampened her hair. She wouldn't even get a chance to fight like a mother should. She lay there helpless. An explosion and the smell of gunpowder filled the room, and instantly the blinding light vanished. Malie gasped and air filled her lungs as her captor's grip fell loose. Her wrists, though numb, were no longer bound. She instinctively laid both hands on her stomach and felt the warm, sticky ooze that could only be blood. Malie screamed, and the world once again became black. Prem and Malie's baby was safe, but Malie had not known that at that time. She awoke the next morning with stitches in her belly and in a lot of pain, but Prim had got there just in time. The pain dulled in the light of the news that their child was safe. But how long would they be safe? Prim had only injured the cross suit that he had found dissecting his wife's womb. It was still out there, somewhere. And wherever it was, it was still hungry. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts, such as Unexplained Encounters and Redwood Bureau. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmencarrion at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Tune in next week as I talk about the terrifying creature of folk legend that is said to roam the New Jersey Pine Lands, the Jersey Devil. Until next time, stay safe out there.